sometimes like you can say like I'm trying to buy a building and then I was like okay well let me like let me start visualizing like is this the right venue you're getting it to write a book right in real time for you uh, it's like a book that doesn't exist like this one city per country is like this essay that I was writing and so I started with this tweet which is like kind of like a thesis uh and then you know I just say like at three to four uh has to make the point compelling. You know, this is a thing too, right? Sometimes it can't suggest examples. I'm like, okay, there. this rule doesn't actually generalize. I have this theory that ChatGPT is the most important creative tool of the decade, but it's still so early that most of us don't really know how to use it. There are a few people though who are living in the future, who have the time and the curiosity to figure things out. Those people light the way for us. They show us what our future with these tools will look like because they use them every day already. That's what this interview series is about. We'll go in depth with the most interesting people in the world so you can see every detail of how they use ChatGPT to think, write, make art, make decisions, build businesses, one chat at a time. My guest on the show today is Sahil Avingia. Sahil is the founder and CEO of Gumroad, one of the largest platforms for creators to sell their work online. He's also an active investor and the author of The Minimalist Entrepreneur. I've known Sahil for about 10 years, and he's one of the most original thinkers I've ever encountered. Let's dive in. Welcome, Sahil. Tell tell us like how you use ChatGPT. Yeah, I mean, I saw your tweet uh, initially about how I think you had a poll about how often you use it on a daily basis, and I just looked at the app, uh, which is primarily where I use ChatGPT is through their 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 uh, app, which has gotten it's sort of improved by leaps and bounds. Like almost it feels like on a weekly basis, um, and basically I was using it like three or four times a day for different. And I was just kind of like surprised by, by that, but I use it for, yeah, I use it for all sorts of things. I think of it like there's just no excuse for not like I, there's this, there's this uh, phrase that often comes up in conversation. I really notice it now, which is like, I don't understand why. And I often hear this, right. Where it's like, someone will be talking about some thing and say, oh, I don't understand why like Democrats X, right. Or, or like Republicans do this or or like, I don't understand why like Elon like doesn't get like, or I don't want to get why like uh, this. And, you know, I just find that like, I just don't, I just refuse. Like that's no, there's no excuse for not knowing why anymore, right? Like you can always ask. And so I find that like, basically it increases, like one, I, I spend a lot less time on bad ideas. Uh, I think a lot of people, what they do is they have like a to-do list of like things that they want to do at some point. I don't have a to-do list. Like I don't have any, uh, I mean, maybe I do, I could probably find something, but it's like one item long. And it's like, right now it's probably says like buy a building. Like, you know, it's <laughs> a very like, uh, you know, actually, yeah, right now I don't even have that. Uh, you know, just literally pick up some groceries from Costco, but it's one item. Um, and the, and the reason is basically because when I have an idea, I can, very quickly invest, you know, the equivalent of what would have taken like months of, of, of time to research or weeks and, you know, and, and because I would have to sit down at a laptop and I would spend like, you know, like half a day, like looking at like, and then I would have to do that three or four different times. And, and now I can sort of just like, as I'm on the subway or going for a walk in, in, in Brooklyn or something, I can just ask it a bunch of stuff, right. Queue, queue up like all of these sort of like serial research processes 
And then often most of my ideas are terrible, right? So like the reason I don't have a to-do list is because I just like don't have that many good ideas. But I think a lot of people like they sort of delude themselves into thinking they have like all of these things and, and they're like, they're on the back burner, right? And they just have to figure out like how to make the time and this and this and like, but the truth is like, if you actually examine the idea, like at a pretty decent level, you realize it's actually not that good. So I think that is one of the most useful things about it is it focuses your research on like what actually matters. Uh, I think, you know, it's, I, I think a lot of people have like in their minds, I, a really good idea, right? An essay or a movie or something. But then when they like, when, the, the truth is like, it's actually not that good. It just, you think it, you can just like sort of like pretend that it's good when it's not in like a concrete form, right? It's like, if it's a really good idea, like just write it. Like, tell me the idea. Don't like tell me the log line for the movie. Like tell me the exact scenes in the movie, right? And I think uh, ChatGPT, it allows you to ask these kinds of questions and basically get to a zero or like, is this worth pursuing sort of more? Um, and I think this drastically changes like a lot of like, the like even investing, for example, like the bar that a found, like a founder can do so much research in a weekend, right? That like when they come to me, like the, like for example, before now, like right now, for example, I'm like buying, I'm thinking about buying a building in New York city and that's that's a, it's a thought that I have, but the amount of sort of research that I can do fact checking on lots, uh, background checks on previous property owners, the history of, of usage for certain buildings, zoning requirements, I can visualize what it looks like. And it's just the, like in, you know, the, the sort of pitch deck that I would be able to create to, you know, to raise, let's say any amount of money to do this like the bar for what that needs to be now is like, it's literally like before, like three years ago, it would be like, and I still get these by the way, cause you go to LoopNet and you can find like the pitches for these buildings. Right. And it's just like seven photos taken with like a Canon and some text and like, there's like, there's just no, and I, I, I think the, you won't see the impact in a lot of things, but I think in the top 1%, right. The top 1% of movies, the top 1% of hotels, like I built like the top 1% of all products will be so much more thought through. Uh, so anyway, that was kind of a rant, but that, that, that I think is like a big, a, a huge one is I just find that like the research, like I just don't have to, I don't have to pretend that like I have like 50 ideas and I need to do them. I can focus on like, okay, I have road, it has product market fit, you know, uh, that's really hard. I've like, I'm, I'd rather double down on, 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 on the things that work. Um, so I think, I think that, that that's been really, really helpful. So what, what I'm hearing, I think so far is um, it's a tool for you when you have a, a random interesting idea that you get really excited about to kind of go deeper on it to, I guess, filter out ideas that are actually not worth your time or are bad. And then also like when you have something that you're pursuing seriously, like buying a building, it raises the level of quality of research and um, I guess output that you can you can create because it, it, it puts all the things that you might need uh, at your fingertips is is that a good summary of, of, of what it does for you? Yeah, I think a lot of doing doing projects out, like that have an impact in the real world are like they require having a lot of conversations with people and so if you can like bring such a like a better level of conversation to your first meeting with like a real estate developer and then your second meeting with a construction manager and your third meeting with a general contractor, like at each level, you know, you're, you're having a, a conversation with them. You're learning a lot of things that you got wrong basically. Right. And imagine if like you, 
you didn't get those things wrong. You actually brought them like a better plan in the first place. They would still tell you a bunch of things you got wrong. They would be different, better, more nuanced things, right? And so I think that also I think is like sort of a, a value. It's like I can show up to a meeting and and people are like, how do you know so much about architecture? It feel, it feel like like you you've read like it feels like you've read too many books. Like some like like the like the and it's like well, Chad GPT just told me, right? Like if you ask a very specific question. As, as long as I can like frame the question, uh, you know, I can say like what material was 58 Bowery constructed of uh, right. and bring that up with, with like the person selling the building. And they're like, that is really like, there's only one article on the internet. Like it, you, you would have had to have spent like 15 hours to find that right. in a PDF somewhere. And it's like, well, actually, Chad GBT just told me that directly. Right, right. Right. But, it, right. but the value is to them is like, well, okay, you're pretty. You, like you've this done guy's this. serious yeah it, it, but to them it's like this is the one building i've done this research for mm -hmm. there's it's not possible to do this for like 50 buildings um but actually it is impossible to like you want you want to like put the level of work on you know in every in everything that you do and that and you need to, to examine if it's actually worth pursuing like which one is is worthwhile right so imagine like if the equivalent of like every time you buy a piece of furniture, you're doing a hundred hours of research. Mm -hmm. And that means like a hundred hours of like actual research. Like you're, you're going to make a lot less bad decisions, right? Like right. you're, you're going to buy a lot less bad products if you were actually like doing the research. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that, that kind of like can extrapolate, right? Like imagine like there, there like right now, I don't think there's a YouTuber who says like, I do a hundred to a thousand hours of research every time I buy like a chair or something, you know, but that could be possible. Like, I think the, like the, the types of, of content that you will be able to make, because a lot of this, like humans won't actually do, but someone will do it. Right. Uh, so you, you can still benefit from like a lot of the value of like a better movie without having made the movie your, yourself. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I think this is really cool. I think for the building, the building example is one that I'm really interested in. Like, take us through some specific chats that you've had so we can see how, how you're doing it. So it looks like you started on this Dolly one. We can start there. Or if you have other chats you want, you think are better to start with, like, I want to know, okay, what was in your head where you're like, oh, this is a great chat GPT thing. And then what, what was your first message and, and what was the outcome of the chat? Yeah. I mean, so I, I think of, I think of it like, uh, you know, if you think about high risk investing generally as you make a thousand bets and one of those is going to be, uh, you know, your thousand X return, uh, ideally 10,000 X return or something, everything else goes yeah. to zero. You have like a 10 X founder, right? Like that's sort of like the model is this like power law returns. So I think similarly with, with investing in, in like a, a building in New York city, for example, is that let's, let's say there's a thousand buildings you could potentially buy that will be listed and, and on the market within within some constraints uh, in the next three years. One of them is the is the building, right? And everything right. else is not. Um, and so I think a lot of it is just figuring, like doing stuff like just narrowing down. Uh, like for example, I really believe strongly in the concept of like network effects. Uh, and, and, and investing in network effects, doubling down on the ones that you have, how hard they are to actually find. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, things like asking, like, you know, what, uh, what roads actually started to exist first in downtown Brooklyn, 
right? Mm. Like my guess is that like the first roads are still the most popular roads. Mm -hmm. Like the network effect just keeps building, even though people may forget, uh, you know, like, like basically, for example, like the first road in New York, in New York city is basically, uh, Broadway, like Broadway and Bowery are the same road. Uh, but that's like the before basically the Indians like had that footpath that went basically through the center of Manhattan, um, at a diagonal. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so anyway, fun fact, but it's, you know, being able to like actually ask and, and learn about all of these things, um, without having to like, traditionally I would go buy like a, like a, I would get a recommendation from somebody about like a 400 page Kindle book. Yeah. And I would have to go read that. And now I can just like ask it these questions, right? How did you start that chat? History of downtown Brooklyn. Okay, got it. So you're, you're sort of thinking to yourself, okay, I'm interested in downtown Brooklyn as an area I might want to buy. Um, mm -hmm. But before I do that, I really care about the history. I want to know what which roads came first. I want to I want to understand that because the past influences the present so strongly. Um, but rather than like having to go read like a gigantic book or like do like a ton of Googling, there's a, you type a couple things into ChatGPT here and it gives you m mostly what you want. Exactly. And I think here, you know, it gave me this like very like Wikipedia-esque thing. Yeah. I realized like, no, what I really want is the origin, like mm. the, the real formation event of like, you know, the, the region. Um, and so, you know, you can modify... And it's kind of like you're getting it to write a book, yeah, right, in real time for you. Uh, it's like a book that doesn't exist, yeah. Uh, but ideally, you if you know what you if you're starting to narrow down like what you what problem you're actually really trying to solve, you can like get the perfect book written for you, yeah. Um, like this could be have been you know much more specific if I if I was like, by the way, you know the the reason here is to is to like buy a building and so like focus on, you know, interesting structures that were the first structures that were built or something. Right. right? Um, and then it would have focused on like, well, the steam ferry service, like probably had a building associated with it. Right. Right. Um, right. And I mean, well, you I think you're, even you're also doing something that I think is really kind of important, it, which is like, um, that I think a lot of people miss is it gave you an answer originally that you didn't like that much. And, um, and you just told it go again. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people just give up after their first answer rather than refining and being like, hey, like do it again in this specific way. Um, I think that's really valuable. Yeah. And it's often like kind of stochastic, right? Where it, it's, it does often like kind of like investing like t nine times it might not be that interesting. Yeah. But every once in a while it has like a really interesting like fun fact. Uh, like for example, like the region of Dumbo is uh, one of the best investments right um mm. in the real estate in the last in the u.s in the last like 100 years or so uh but if you think about like like even something like just asking it this more specific question if you mm -hmm. really pay attention to what it said uh and you were able to like let's say there was a book that you were reading right like yeah 50 years ago about downtown brooklyn and it said yeah. very specifically like iconic structures like the brooklyn and manhattan bridges mm -hmm. this is basically the reason that dumbo is so successful Mm -hmm. is this and it literally uses the word iconic right so if 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 i was even like it like it's it's like the answer is to making a thousand x return investment is there you just have to kind of see it and ask the right question and pull it out um and i think like being able to write better and better prompts like this yeah like i'm, just, I'm basically like and and sometimes it's funny like 
Sam Allman, I think he, he had an interview uh, and he said, someone asked him like, how's opening I going to make money? Yeah. And he basically said as a joke, uh, I think, um, we're just going to ask the AI, like, yeah. what, make money. <laughs> it'll tell us like the best way right. to make a lot of money and we'll just do that. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's sometimes like you can say like, I'm trying to buy a building. Like sometimes people don't even vocalize what they're actually trying to do. But if you just say like buy a building in PNC and finding network effects that they have kickstarted decades ago. And it just, yeah, you start to learn like how to sort of focus the Kona vision of, of the AI. Yeah. I'm curious, like, even, even stuff like this. Yeah, it's, I guess it sounds to me like um, uh, once, one of the things you're showing us is once you have a thesis, it helps you do the research to like support or find opportunities based on that thesis. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm also kind of curious um, the extent to which it's helped you um, identify or refine a thesis. Like you have this, okay, there's one in a thousand buildings. Um, you know, I'm, I want to buy a building based on sort of the network effect of um, how the area was established. Um, did yeah. ChatGPT play a role in that or where did that come from? I mean, it certainly can. I mean, th those I think often come like, uh, from that's kind of like the spark, you know, like of just like it kind of just appears to you as like an idea, um, yeah. like Harry Potter or like, you know, at some point the idea, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Uh, but I do think you can like hold yourself accountable to like, is this actually a good idea or not? Yeah. You can tell it your idea and say, yeah. poke holes in this. And that has been quite useful too, right? Like yeah. you can, and this is less useful in maybe like the business stuff, but I do find that like someone... Someone, I remember someone told me some fact about like Israel Palestine or something. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then I told somebody else. And then I was like, wait a second. I never actually checked if that was true. <laughs> I just thought it was like an interesting fact, you know, yeah. like the interestingness was why I was sharing it. But then I was also like, as part of that sharing, like some numbers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I like looked into it and it was like, I wasn't able to find that it was actually true. But being able to just like in real time do that, right? Yeah. Like also, I think... Uh, is a way of like just saying, hey, I learned this fact. Is it true <laughs> or is it not true? And like explain why or what, you know, like cite your sources. Like that, that sort of stuff is 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 quite helpful. Um, even even like tweets, I have ideas for thoughts I want to share. And then I write an essay and I say, like, is this S like what are the biggest holes in this essay? Yeah. And sometimes honestly, like sometimes it's like this is a big hole. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I think of that like 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 a. This one, right? Like this one city per country is like this essay that I was writing. Mm. Uh, and so I started with this tweet, which is like kind of like a thesis. Uh, and then, you know, I just say like add three to four paragraphs uh, mm. to make the point compelling. Also suggest more examples. This is the thing too, right? It's like if it can't, sometimes it can't suggest examples. I'm like, okay, there's mm. there's no point to be made here then. This, this rule doesn't actually generalize. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, it kind of like responds with this nice thing and then... I can kind of like edit it and then at the end I can, you know, uh, you know, I can sort of decide if it's, if it's worth, worth doing or not. I also think it's a way to like come at like a problem from multiple angles. Uh, right. So if you have, you can say, you know, like this idea isn't working, but can you come up with different ideas? Yeah. Um, like I'm looking at Chinatown, but am I missing 
are there places that are more populous? Right. Right. You know, and then it, it, it sort of can expand. Like, I think of a lot of the the, the innovation in, in this new wave of AI as like peripheral vision, mm -hmm. uh, where it like because of the token, the way it works, and like you know, basically each token in the in the context like influences the next thing, not just like the the, the most recent ones. Yeah. Um, I think that allows for this like interesting like level of peripheral vision where you, like you wouldn't actually see. I you see this a lot in 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 Dolly, for example, where I would ask something, uh, and then it 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 it's actually quite interesting how it generate. It shows you like the prompts that it generates. Right. Um, but Wait, like, let it, me just see what what did you ask? So, interior of a social club inside Bowery Bank social club, um, and and what was the context? Like, why'd you why'd you ask that? So, you know, I'm, you know, this is sort of like fast forward. Imagine like I'm now refined my search to like, uh, you know, I started getting into more specific areas and I eventually like found this like specific building. I was looking even at like daily traffic. So I got pretty close to like this. Uh, so you, this you ran, you, you, okay. You narrowed it down to like a building that you really wanted to look at and then called 58 Bowery and yeah. Exactly. And then I was like, okay, well, let me like, let me start visualizing like is this the right venue um yeah. like i basically i spent a lot of time on the exterior like the location mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. okay that's like part one of the thesis now part two is like is this the right building from the interior yeah uh, like would it have the right vibes basically that makes sense and and what was the first so it sounds like you send an image to ChatGPT, the bank building social club oh. one where you're um asking yes okay so you so you you went in the building you took a tour it sounds like and then you took a picture of it and um, and then asked Dolly to come up with or ChatGPT to come up with um, prompts for what it what it could look like. Exactly. Um, I specified. I don't know if it actually really used this image that much. Um, mm -hmm. I was hoping that it would it would like generate prompts that would like kind of follow it a bit more. But yeah. Um, but one day that that'll that that I think will happen where you'll yeah. be able to basically upload a you know upload a photo and ask it to yeah. edit it. Um, but basically, yeah, I just asked it to like, give me some prompt generation ideas. Mm -hmm. And then I took this because they are currently two separate models. I basically just took all of these ideas yeah, and then pasted it at the top of this or not. How is that useful to you? Like, why were the prompt generation ideas? Like what, what you needed? Tell me about that. I felt like it wasn't like I needed to basically refocus it on what the problem actually was. Mm-hmm. And the problem was basically I need a diversity of like prompts, mm -hmm. but they were all focused on this specific thing, which is a social club for creators. I see. Um, I see. In this in this specific area, like to me, this is the thesis. Everything else is a little bit arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, or you know, like the, this this part. Um, and so I basically just wanted to kind of like pro like seed it with tokens that were like mm -hmm. like interactive digital wall, like interesting yeah. ideas that like right. they, the problem with this is this was the basically like too broad and it would just mm -hmm. merge and then mm -hmm. i wanted to kind of like refocus it back on like the the more specific vision um yeah so i started just kind of asking it questions and uh getting it to generate like what i thought would would basically what i would like kind of use in a like i, I would actually like go out and like hire an artist and like render stuff mm -hmm. um but it's just, you know, just a way to get like really fast um, ideas. 
It's oh. sort of like, yeah, like um, it's sort of the first draft, like really quick, like as many different things as possible. So you can narrow your search down into like a range of things that speak to you. Yeah. And I think it helps. It aids in if you need to communicate with another human being and you can't yeah. like project. Like I know like in my mind's eye, like what it should look like, but I can't communicate that with you. Right. Without having to spend 10,000 hours learning perspective and anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, which I do, like I've spent thousands of hours learning to draw and like, I'm right. my goal is to, like, I would like to be able to do that too, but it's yeah. just like, life's too short. Yeah. To, and you know, where did you, what did you get to like at the end of this? Like, where did you end up with it? What did it give you that you didn't have before? Um, I mean, one, it gave me confidence that this is still worth pursuing that mm -hmm. like this, it's sort of farther than the 50 other buildings that I've mm -hmm. spent time on that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm going to go like see it again and like spend yeah. more, more like basically I'm going to, uh, my next step is I'm going to get the basically model. I have the floor plans. So basically model the building in 3d and basically design, you know, uh, like build, basically design this whole, this, whatever this, this, this ends up looking like in, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in 3d space. Cause I think the thing that currently AI, like the leap it cannot make is th these aren't bound by reality in any way. Right. Right. There's no 3d. It's not like it's pixels. It's not uh teaching coordinate plane or whatever. Uh, that's not the right thing, but it's not X, Z, Y. Right. Um, and so I think you can aid, uh, you know, like you can aid the artists with these materials, but at the end of the day, you still have to like build the thing perfectly. Right. I think of it like it can't actually write the code for you. Yeah. Right. Like at the end of the day, it's not going to actually write the code for you. It can kind of give you like the rough, like thumbnail of the yeah. code. It can often work. Code is like very deterministic, um, but there's not enough data at least right now for to be able to like build out like fully 3D, you yeah. know, world or whatnot. Um, but yeah, basically I would just like, I would kind of like take this and like build it out. And then I would, uh, it, it's, it's just a way of, you know, at the end of the day, the decision is like buying the building or not, which it doesn't right. require AI <laughs> right. uh, at all. Right. Like um, it's just like deciding to invest money. Um, yeah. But I, the quality of the decisions uh, should be much, much, much better. And I right. just look back at Gumroad and I'm like, man, if I was able to like, there's just like, you know, like we updated the pricing and the pricing was a better, was so much better. And it took like 12 years into the business. And, you know, if we had, hard to say what would have happened, but let's say this existed and I was able to make like this different pricing decision. Cause certainly I would have asked Chad GPT, like these are the options, like what should right. I, you know, what's recommended? What are the other, what have other people done? What have pricing yeah. changed in the past and how were they received? Blah, 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 all these sorts of things. Uh, and let's say we got to 10% flat, like much sooner. That's, it was about $70 million in profit margin over the right. last, uh, you know, since the life of the company, basically, uh, that's a lot. I mean, that's, but that's not like, you know, it's just a different decision. Yeah. Like it's a different number in one line. Yeah. Of the code. yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why I think sometimes it's hard to like wrap your head and, and you, you won't see the impact of AI. Like you, you may never even talk to an AI, right. But like everything around you is going to like the materials. I see this uh, in specifically in real estate development, like talking to people, the imagine like when you're going to be able to source like, I think every material is going to be sourced from like a much better quality supplier mm -hmm. for a much cheaper price. Mm. 
because right now, imagine you just like most people just go onto like the single monopoly marketplace. Right. right. And it's just like listed on Alibaba Express or whatever. And they buy like a pallet of terracotta or something. Uh, but imagine if you could just like, you know, you had these AI agents that would like scour the internet uh, right. for review, you know, and like, I, I think the, the bar for, you know, for, for, I mean, generally you already see this, right? I mean, like, just think about like, uh, I think the last Apple keynote was shot on an iPhone. Yeah. And the iPhone is like made of like something like 6,000 different parts. So like, imagine Apple, like to make something that amazing, like it, it does have to like research every single, you know, like they do do that. Right? But imagine like, that's a trillion dollar company. Um, if like your Joe Schmo coffee shop could make like 10 X, hundred X better uh, supplier decisions on the chairs that you sit in on the, you know, upholstery on the coffee, you know, on the person making like the coffee pots. Yeah. Uh, and I do, yeah, I, feel, I don't know. I, I, I walk around and like, besides the news, like life does seem to be pretty nice, like pretty awesome. So I think these, this is happening, you know? Um, but I think also the inertia of the existing system is also mega massive. So yeah. Yeah. You could, you could generate like a trillion dollars in value and like, you're still competing with like right. a trillion dollars in value. Yeah. So it's like a 1% bump in the GDP, but that's like huge. Significant. Um, uh, I want to go back to the, the thing you talked about um, a little bit earlier, which is this decision to go flat um, for, for Gumroad, for flat pricing, um, mm-hmm. which it sounds like, uh, you know, is a huge sort of multi-million dollar decision for you over the last 10 years. And, and the idea that like, if you'd had ChatGPT, like you might've made that decision a bit earlier. How do you think about ChatGPT in your decision-making? Like when do you turn to it and what is the most useful way to um, use it for that? And if you have specific chats that you've, you've done that for, I, I know we've been we've talked about the building, but like if you have specific decisions that you've been making where you've gone back and forth with, with ChatGPT, I'd be really interested to talk about that. Um, let me think. I mean, it's, it's just like a constant hum of, of stuff you know, that I ask for, uh, if I'm like deciding where to eat, you know, I might yeah. like ask French toast place. Right. Or like if I'm fact checking something, I might ask it something. Um, if I'm looking for something to do on the weekend, um, if I'm looking for like, you know, people to like network with in, in New York, um, mm-hmm. so like all sorts of like small, uh, small things. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any, um, I mean, the, the yeah i mean i i do think that there is like it's not super useful for, i think for gumroad because like the the roadmap now is like there's so much in my head mm-hmm. that like typing it out to tell you know chat gpt yeah. like give it the context it's just not worth it so i think it's much better at like new yeah uh, new stuff um so yeah i think it's mostly mostly helpful like for like for the first stuff that I'm thinking about, not stuff yeah. that I'm already doing. I see. Um, yeah, that, that's my, that's, that's my guess. Okay. Um, that makes sense. I do use it in the Gumroad context. I do think it, it ends up replacing a lot of, like, I think one, one reason bad decisions are made is that you have a lot of people making the decision. Right. So like the, the decision making kind of gets, it's sort of like the designer makes the design decisions, the engineer makes the engineering decision and the, the, the car looks stupid. Like yeah. it just, like it has to be kind of this collective thing. Um, and I think you, 
like this sort of empowers every single person to be like the PM, for example. Yeah. Like, so the decisions ideally, like ideally, for example, the designer would often prior, like we're building flex outs, this like weird equity dividend complicated thing. And before people would have to hammer me with like, how does equity work? Stock options, 49A, exercise, strike, like all of these things. Uh, and that's every single person to explain it as a, uh, to get it as like a, as a customer of the product. But then also like, if you're, imagine you're designing it, right. You have all these questions too. And now you can just ask chat GPT and it'll just yeah. tell you. And so I think that also, I think the quality of the decision, not just by the CEO of the company, but by everybody it helps a lot. It also means you need less people. So the pricing decision, I think, for example, the more people you have, you have, you're going to have people who are like emotional and like defend the, you know, def- like, oh no, it's too expensive. Or the, and like, you know, at the end of the day, some decisions are hard to make. That's like the role of the CEO sometimes is like to make the hard decisions. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like, like, a, you know, surprising that it worked to a lot of people. It's just like, yeah. oh, you did it. Wow. That's hard. Um, you know, you, you had to deal with some like hate on Twitter or something. Right. Um, so I think that also, like, if you are relying on chat GPT, you get rid of the emotional component, right? Mm-hmm. Like the people saying like, oh no, like that's a bad, like, I mean, that might, maybe that still happens, right? Like every once in a while, AI safety, like it does like kind of say like changing the pricing on your users might be a bad idea. You know, like yeah. it does say stuff like that. Uh, but you know, it's better. It, it feels more objective. Yeah. That's the other nice thing is like, I, I love it for fact-checking my own biases because mm-hmm. it tells it like, will tell me like, uh, you know, it, it'll, it'll like, for example, if I say like, uh, I have like some mental model in my head and I, and I but I always use like one example, right. Uh, to, to go to like explain the mental model, like one city per country in like New York city for the U S or something. And then if I, but if I go to uh, chat GPT and I say, tell me five, you know, like I just force it to, to improv. And it only comes up with like the one example I have. Mm. I'm like, okay, there's no good other examples. Like I should stop using this mental model. I need to like discard it in my, you know, decision-making. So I think that, that, yeah, that, that has helped. Uh, I think a lot of people like they, they want to make a decision uh, and then they justify it to themselves why they're making a decision. And it at least tells you like, Hey, you can still make that decision you want to make, but that's not the reason you're making it. Like it's, yeah. You're not making it because of this rational like set yeah. of constraints yeah. uh, that you can codify and ask that GPT and it'll tell you like these don't align with your decision. Yeah, uh, it'll tell you like you know you should move to Dumbo because you're closest to Manhattan. What you say <laughs> you care about is yeah, commute to uh, you know commute to Manhattan or something. Um, I I have that too. I mean, one of the things I feel for myself is like as a manager or as a leader of every. Um, I'm just a little too opportunistic. Like I'll get really excited about a new idea and I'll like kind of want to go in that direction. Um, and I need to be a little bit more sort of strategic where I'm just like, okay, like here are like quarterly goals. Like let's make sure everything we do is like aligning with those goals. And I literally just have a thing in my custom instructions. That's like right now, one of the things I'm working on is I'm a little bit too opportunistic. I'm not being strategic enough. Here are our quarterly goals. And so whenever I get excited about an idea, um, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll always chat with ChatGPT because I think it's really interesting. And it's always like, hey, like, does this align with your quarterly goal? And I'm like, damn it, you're so right. Like, so and it, it really helps me, helps keep me on track um, in, a, in a sort of, and just that slight little nudge does, does a lot for me. 
Yeah, it's almost like a like a screen time reminder in a way. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, by the way, just reminding you, you you have one core goal this quarter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of like just reminder. You're trying to buy a building. Like, does yeah. this align with that goal or not? Uh, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other the other nice thing just to mention quickly is like you can empower your like certain people. Like, let's say you have someone on your team who's like, oh, I really want to like explore this thing. Uh, Sometimes you just have to like write like in, in the prior world, you just say like, oh, let's like wait, like we don't have time or like, let's look at it that like next quarter or something. Because uh, it would take like a long, a lot of sort of time investment to figure out if it were actually worth doing or not. But now if it takes like, I can just say, hey, like spend five hours this quarter, like just literally f- spend five hours on chat GPT and like present, you know, whatever, like explore this problem as much as you can. And then the goal for the quarter will be just to evaluate, is this worth do and then so sometimes you it's, it's nice because it clears everybody else's head too right. of the of these ideas that they may be like sitting on and like oh we should do this and then it's like oh and it's like no just like spend two hours realize it's not that good of an idea or or not and then you know uh pursue it uh or, or not uh, so I, I find that also is like really like people have less excuses right generally yeah. across the company uh when they have this to- access to this sort of this tool um and I, I think like the like Gumroad has like product designers, software engineers, customer support people, uh, who also write all the help center copy, and like that's like I feel like and like fraud and risk review, and that to me seems like why like every other role is like Chat GPT, mm-hmm. like you could just tell an engineer to use Chat GPT to get the answer that they would need, or you know, uh, like we have lawyers and accountants, but they're both third party. Um, yeah, I don't know. It feels like it just really like. You 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 don't you just don't need as many roles, right? If something that used to take forty hours a week now takes five hours a week, you can kind of bundle all these roles into one person. Often the CEO or the founding team or whatever will just do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot of implications for like the how these how companies like the size of the firm and like how companies yeah. look and, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I I do think for every like we are able to. Uh, go further with a smaller team than we would than we would have before and and that feels just really really exciting to me um so um yeah i think uh last last question i have um before before we go like tell me more about the writing stuff i know you've been you showed us a little bit of writing stuff if you have any more examples of how you're using it for writing i think that'd be really interesting to um to go through um um sure yeah i can see if i can yeah i mean so this is like one idea is i was trying to figure out like can i get if i can really provide a really precise thumbnail of what i'm trying to write yeah exactly like the the bits that you know that like even i was thinking of saying like use these three sentences and like for you know so it provides them uh, but anyway, I have this idea that like there's sort of people who think in terms of logic and people who think in terms of rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the example I wanted to use, so I would maybe say use this example specifically. Logicians like uh, like this. Really good reply. So it's kind of like basically like the way that you interpret the sentence. Mm-hmm. 
um, like if you think of like a, a like a, what, how would an AI model interpret mm -hmm. this? Right. Mm -hmm. Like a logic, someone who's like really logic based would be like, okay, clearly this is just like some weird thing. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if, I don't know, someone who's like maybe a little bit more like caught up in the thing would be like, what the hell? Like, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, so anyway, this is like a, I think a good example. And I, I think it wrote something. It's funny because uh, the format of Twitter has changed so much that it hasn't learned some stuff here, but, mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, I was like turning into a pithy essay, like, <laughs> no, 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 I write, but I, I attempted it. Um, you know, and so this is just an example of like, you know, is one better than the other, um, trying to have a conversation with it. Yeah. Uh, so you have a little concept and you're sort of using this to help you refine and pull out like different ways to talk about the concept. Exactly. Yeah. Like just, yeah, trying to spark sort of spark, like basically I'm trying to figure out are there like three or four interesting little bits, yeah. right. That, that demand like a little mini, uh, post on, on X instead of just like a single tweet. Right. Uh, often, often like specific examples are like really what I'm looking for because yeah. I find that like, you know, it's kind of like a, I think of it like a listening to like a really good Kanye West song. Like to me, like he's a good, he's like good at making music, but what's really interesting to me is how like he finds like crazy samples. Yeah. Um, and, and like, he just kind of highlights them. And so I think of it similarly, like I'm like trying to use chat GP to be like, can I find a really good example that mm -hmm. explains this topic that like, you know, it's kind of like you read a book and everyone cites like the same examples for stuff. It's just like in the zeitgeist, like, oh yeah, 10,000 hours. Like the example is like, yeah. uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever it would be, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, trying, trying, like trying to, trying to find like the, the thing that people cite actually, like that becomes the thing people cite. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, this is like what it would, I, I would like, it's certainly not good enough that I would, I would definitely want to like spend like a couple hours, like editing down. But my style of writing is really simple, which is like, I just edit down words. Like I just have a thing that's kind of like contains all of the ideas I want. And then I just spend like two hours, like, do I need this word? Do I need this word? And like, right. eventually it gets down to something small and then, you know, and, and so like the ideas may already all be here. And then it's just a question of like, you know, trying to get, trying to, and I wonder even if like, you could say something like re above with 90% of the words and like, you know, kind of recurse this, right? Like keep asking it, um, until it has like, you know, as few words yeah. as you're looking for. It's probably it sounds not like, that. yeah, it sounds like it's giving you sort of like, it avoids the blank page. It gives you some raw material to work with, and then you can rework what's there into something that feels like you and has new ideas that you might not have run into before or new examples that you might not have run into before. And, um, and that just, that just makes the whole process a little faster and a little bit cleaner, but you're not like just typing a prompt and then tweeting whatever ChatGPT gives you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like there's always, not that there's always going to be a need for that, but if you're trying to produce extraordinary stuff, yeah, you're always going to have a human in the loop, right? Because at the end yeah. of the day, it's, it's human versus a, it's like human plus AI versus AI. Yeah. So like humans will always have some thing that they can add on top of AI, no matter how good AI gets, like humans will be non-zero, I think. Um, 
maybe people will disagree with that. But um, yeah, I think it's it's useful. Like here's a here's an example of this kind of thing, right? Where I had an idea. I had like one example, uh, and I'm like, please come up with more. And then it yeah. it, it didn't really you know come up with anything you know that uh, that compelling to me. So I didn't really yeah. uh, double down on it. Uh, or this one's another one. Oh yeah, or, this is another version of that. I really didn't mm-hmm. give up on it. I guess mm-hmm. uh, this is more. No. Of like, uh, yeah, this, this is, is great. Nice. Yeah. A good, a good. This is kind of like another framing I often use is like, imagine I had like an employee who's like dedicated to working on this project. What would I actually ask them to do? Right. Like, what's the actual like? When you're doing it yourself, it's easy to like bullshit, right? Right. But if you had someone like on payroll, uh, like, what would they? What would they actually? You know. So I would basically ask them like, is this? You know, what renovations can I make to the building? Right. Like, this would determine if it's worth buying. Like this, and it took me a while, like many days, to realize like this is really. This is the question I really need to to be able to answer that, mm-hmm. you know, um, at least in the context of, of this specific building. But generally, this is what I realize is I need to buy a historic landmark building and re- renovate it. Uh, yeah, that's at least my current thesis. So I love it. It and it it, it actually tells you that it even like cited the uh, the URLs and stuff. So I need to go, you know, like read this. But it's like it literally tells me exactly it's this one. Rules title sixty three, right? And um, that would take like lots of lots of research or talking to people who are expensive or hard to get to to like find ordinarily. Yeah, or it, just the possibility that it might, right? Yeah. Like it could have been a Google search away, but it could have also been like because you know it's like some government document, <laughs> like you don't yeah. like you don't know. And a lot of people, I think, they evaluate like the effort and then they just say it's not worth pursuing. Yeah. It's like the chance of this being a worthwhile project is so low yeah but if you can tweak that risk reward ratio maybe you can get it to a place where you're like oh actually it does make sense for me to spend like an hour like yeah reading into this um and then basically you know at some point i would like hire someone you know there's people that you hire that are basically like uh they just visit the site and then they you know they do all the research and they give you a report that's like this is what you can do uh but like they are happy to take your money to answer all the basic questions, right? right. Like, it's, I, I want that piece of work to be as high quality as possible. I also think it, it holds me accountable to like, do I really want to do this or not? Like, it's easy to just spend 10 hours like screwing around. But if I'm actually trying to like, like, am I getting somewhere? Like, is the quality of the idea improving, right? Yeah. Or am I just like spinning my wheels? Um, right. And I think that's another signal too. Yeah. This is great. I've learned a lot. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to do it. Um, yeah, you, you have so many, so many good use cases for this. Uh, thanks for thanks for sharing with us. You're welcome. Thanks for letting me do it. Hopefully, it was helpful. It was great. Cool, man. <laughs>